Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, and today I am really excited to have my friend Carrie Eagler here on the show. He is a, gosh, what are you, guru of all things? <laughs> Don't call me a guru. <laughs> marketing, YouTube, all, all the things. And today we are going to get into some fun stuff. Okay, we won't call you we won't call you a guru, Carrie, but like an the, expert nonetheless. Yeah, that's like the only word you can't use. You can't call me a guru. <laughs> you don't want to be a guru. All right. Well, welcome, Carrie. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Before we dig into some of these amazing topics, I, I just want to preface this by saying, you know, Carrie and I are in a group together, Digital Insiders with Julie Stoyan. We've done a couple of uh, you know, collaborations together. He does all things t-shirts. I've got my e-com t-shirt business. We both do marketing. So there's a lot of connection points here, but I always love getting other people's perspective and opinions about, you know, all things online marketing and, and what have you. So Carrie, welcome to the show. Give us some of your background, your history. Tell us who you are, kind of what you bring to the table. If you're not a guru, then who are you, Carrie? <laughs> what do you do? Well, first and foremost, uh, I have a wonderful family. We live here in Oklahoma yes. uh, in the in the Tulsa area. We actually live in Broken Arrow. And so my wife and I have been married for almost 10 years. It's our 10th year of marriage this year. Wow. And we have two wonderful children. We have a uh, just turned six-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter. and what you don't know, Don, is that I we have a lot. We have even more similarities than you know. I I was uh, in retail for like forever. When I yeah. was sixteen, started working at Best Buy selling cell phones, and I got into like the cell phone industry and just like worked for different carriers. And wow, finally, I didn't know that. That's yeah. Cool. So yeah. I uh, I I got I got kind of plugged in with one specific carrier and was there a really long time. Became like a store manager and. Uh, it's, it's a long story, but I had a lot of success. Like I actually really loved, I had a great career, thought I was going to be like a district manager forever, you know, wow. just kind of keep working up through the ranks. And, uh, and I was, I, I was fired from my job. Uh, it's been, it's been about, it's been close to five years and since I've been out of retail and that's kind of how this whole online business journey started was I was let go from my job. Um, and it rocked my world because I thought I was going to be there forever. Uh -huh. I had a ton of promotions. I was running this huge store, had like 16 employees, like all the things, right. you know. Yes. And, uh, and yeah, so it was just kind of abruptly ended. And so I didn't know what I was going to do. I mean, I could I could have probably got a pretty good job. You know, I had good good job history and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I'm sure I could have gone back and, and I decided, hey, I've always wanted to run my own business, but I have no idea what I'm doing. I just have always knew that was kind of in my heart. And, uh, and so I, I uh, had a, um, 
a friend that was already in the online business world, talked to him. And he's like, why don't you sell t-shirts? So that was actually one of my ideas. I brought it to him and he was like, yeah, it sounds like a great idea. So I started up a Shopify store. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's been four and a half years or so since I started that first Shopify store. And um, it's just been a journey. And yeah. yeah. So. yeah. I, I guess I, I think I had known that maybe a little bit when we, we were in Disney, we, we had kind of talked a little bit about that. But yeah. there are a, a lot of similarities having worked for, you know, Target for as long as I did and, mm -hmm. and being in stores and, and then coming up here to headquarters and then, you know, having the opportunity to, you know, leave on my own with, with my package and all that kind of stuff. Same sort of thing. Like I could have easily gone back and done, you know, more retail and I could have easily gone back and got another, you know, great corporate job. But there's something about that entrepreneurial spirit for a lot of us ha has kind of always lived underneath the surface. And we just maybe either have been too scared to do it. It just didn't seem like the right time. We didn't know what we were doing. All of that kind of stuff. It has Was that sort of your experience even when you were working in retail? Did you find that like you always had wanted to do something maybe, you know, outside of, of traditional retail or corporate sort of job, but just were really scared to do it? Or was it always something that you'd had on your plan to do at some point? It's, it's such a good question like to think about because so I, over the years of not being in retail, I have realized how, how many similarities there are and kind of how like being in retail prepared me for what I do now. I know that sounds I, weird. Totally. No, but I, I was, agree. I was yeah. in leadership and I was running, I was kind of running my own business, you know, just under the exactly. umbrella of, of, you know, the, the big company. But I, you know, I was day to day is like, I'm responsible for this whole ship and, and yeah. the revenue, I'm looking at the profit and loss statements and the, and managing employees and having to hire and fire and write people up and manage inventory, yeah. all the different things. And so I didn't realize it at the time, how much of those skills transferred over. I, I do think. I did always, I will say this, when I was in retail, I was all, I always had a side something. Like I was always flipping something. Yeah. I was buying things on like Marketplace or Craigslist and flipping them or just like always kind of had that spark. And it sounds, you know, even musical equipment, I'm a guitar player inside. I'm always flipping yeah. like musical equipment and that kind of thing. But I think it just always felt out of reach. It was always like, well, don't I need to know how to do marketing? And don't I need to know, I have to have all these licenses and I have to pay taxes and I have to, you know, yeah. like how do I source products and like all the things. And so it fell out of reach and yeah. um, that's why I never dove into it. It was just too scary. It's like, and then by the time, by the time I was probably at a place where I was like, okay, maybe I could try. It's like, I have a family at the time I had a one-year-old son and, and my wife. And we, although we were doing fairly well financially, she was staying home. I was carrying the entire family. So it was like, if my income goes away, we're in the dumps. So, right. you know, exactly. it just didn't feel like it was a possibility. Sure. I, I would agree with you on that. I, I ran um, stores the same way for many years and worked in a variety of different places, leading some of the biggest stores in, you know, in, in company history at that point it is, is very much of an entrepreneurial type of thing. And that's very interesting that you say that because I think retail sort of, you know, at the core, at a management level, really helps solidify some of the foundational things that you will then transfer into your own business, right? And a lot Absolutely. of a lot of that skill set is transferable uh, in many, many ways. And so, okay, so now you, you've left your, we'll call it corporate retail job, and now you're you've decided that you're going to jump into this entrepreneurial space. 
what was sort of the the thought process behind t-shirts specifically was there was there like a passion there was it something that you had researched and thought okay well this is a market that you know i can really tap into and i know what i'm doing how how did that piece or at least the transition to that piece kind of make its way into your head and and thought process who knows yeah Um, because i was thinking wow maybe there's this like magical formula that people can learn i will say this starting that first store there was literally zero strategy there was yeah there was was no like oh this is a great idea it was just like well number one i gotta make money and so there there was i will say there was that hunger there of like I did, like I just said, I, I was carrying the family, my salary. So when that salary was gone, my wife was not working. I had a one-year-old. It was like, I have to make money. No matter what I do, it's going to work. <laughs> there was no yeah. there was no failure in the equation. and yeah. and But I had zero strategy for the t-shirt store. And I I will say, again, as the years have gone by, they continue to go by. You just ref, you reflect on these things. I had like, I had done some screen printing. Um randomly just kind of working. A friend of mine has a really nice screen printing shop here in town. And I had done some like just random side work with him. It's been, it, now it's been like 12 or 15 years since I've done that as younger yeah. kid. And, um, and, and so I, I did enjoy that. I thought it was so cool how, you know, how he made the t-shirts and can buy them from these wholesale websites and, and you just print them. And, and so I did have some experience there, but um, I didn't, at this point when I started the t-shirt business, I think it was just something that felt accessible. It felt like, and this is one of the things I love about like teaching, starting a t-shirt business or an apparel business because t-shirts are so, you can source them so easily and it's so accessible. And even whether you want to print them yourself or, or whether you want to, to have a company print them like a print on demand or something along those lines, um, there's a lot of different ways you can do that, right? Like if you want to print them yourself, yeah. you, it, the equipment is not that expensive. Right. Some equipment, obviously if you want a big, screen printing machine, it's thousands and thousands of dollars, but there's smaller options. And, um, and so it felt like, okay, this is pretty simple. I don't have to develop a product. I don't have to come up with some genius idea. That's going to be the next cool gadget that takes over the world. Drop shipping has always felt a little funny to me, like the the China thing, you know? And, and, and so I, I, um, it just felt like something that, that could work, but, and maybe we can dig into this further, but I, like, I had no idea what I was doing. It was purely, I have, I mean, I have this in my office. I got, I know the podcast listeners can't see it, but taking perfect action. That's like my motto for my whole community and everything I do. And that's literally what I did. I'm walking example of like, no idea what I'm doing. I'm just going to take this imperfect action. No idea if it'll work. No idea if, you know, whatever. And I just went after it, not knowing what I was doing. Yeah. And so (laughs) you're bad there. No, I love that because sometimes I think that we get so caught up in having to have all of the pieces completely laid out. And and anybody that's listened to the podcast in, in the past, I am a believer in understanding your foundation, understanding business, having the solid, you know, all of that kind of thing. But sometimes that analysis paralysis or the fear of having to have everything done perfectly makes it really hard for you to even take any sort of action. So I love that imperfect action sort of motto, because at least you're doing something right. You're, you're, you're getting it out there. You're testing it. You're trying it. You're doing all those things. So you started this t-shirt business and you obviously had success and you grew this and, and 
tell us a little bit about maybe some of the things that, you know, initially that you sort of learned, went through kind of, you know, maybe some mistakes that you made or some successes that you have. And, and now you're at a point where you're teaching other people how to do this and you've got, a, you know, big programs and all that kind of stuff, which we'll get into here. But, you know, as you're just kind of this guy trying this for the first time, taking imperfect action, what are some things that, you know, you wish maybe you would have, you know, hindsight now, you know, these are some things that worked really well. Here's some things that didn't work really well. Tell us a little bit about that, you know, first initial experience with it. Yeah, man, there's so many because it, it was such a journey the first few years. Like it was just up and down and a huge month and then just a crash and burn. And then yeah. it's like, I mean, all those things. Um, I really did have no idea what I was doing. And, and, and so what was odd is I, I think what it's just an interesting part of it is I started and I kind of started having success right away. Like the first yeah. month, I think I did about $5,000 in sales. And I was like, man, I'm really onto something. Like it, I yeah. was running Facebook ads and they were working. And, and, um, and the second month I went to $9,000 and I was like, oh man, I'm killing it. And then the third <laughs> month I, boom, I go to $30,000 and I was oh like, I was, I, well, I literally thought at that point, um, I thought it's over. Like I, I'm going to be rich, like pull the Lambo <laughs> into the, into the driveway yeah, and man. I'm telling about I we actually went, we went to Disney World the third month the third month in business I took my wife to Disney World and <laughs> I planned the trip actually yeah that's what I actually like bought the trip so I'm like pulling in all this money I'm like man we're rich and uh, and uh, my gosh I was uh, rudely uh, mistaken or just <laughs> naive into what did not was work out that way right? <laughs> what's that naive as to what was to happen yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, basically it just kind of all came crashing down. I mean, it, it, um, because the, I look back on it now and I'm like, what happened? Well, I, I literally had no idea what I was doing. Like I, I literally was just riding this wave and, and the success was coming almost kind of coincidentally in spite of, in spite of my not knowing what I was doing. It was kind of like, I, I know there's a good analogy here, which I can't think of, but sometimes when you're, sometimes you know too much you know, yeah. and and you yeah. just when you just go blindly, it's like, yeah, this is what's supposed to happen. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, and you're kind of just you don't even know. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, it when it came crashing down, it was like, I mean, it was literally like I had that thirty thousand dollar month, and I think the next month I had like eight thousand, and then it was like less and less, and I was like, do I even have a business? And that's right. and that was when it was like, oh gosh, what do I do? And I was spending the money, I wasn't keeping the profits. Like it was this whole. Cause I just had no idea what I was doing and no employees. I mean, nothing, none of the things, you know, I'm doing it all out of my back room at my house and, um, which I was using print on demand. So it wasn't the good thing was that I wasn't like, didn't have mountains of inventory and that kind of thing. Sure, but, sure. um, but I, I, I think I wish, I wish that I would have, I wish that I would have like tried to see, like I tried to learn what was coming or how to actually run a business properly in that time instead of just like frivolously kind of just going through it, you know, and just yeah. thinking like, I figured it out. I solved it, you know, because right. I, I was just, yeah, very naive. Like you said, I, I wish that I would have seek out, sought out more advice or maybe bought a course or, or found a mentor. Like, and I kind of had a mentor, but not in that way. Like he wasn't actively teaching me. He was running his own business and I was kind of like, trying to go to him, like what I do next, what I do, you know, and it, and it was, yeah, so I was getting little yeah. bits and pieces, but yeah. I wish that I would have just been able to, I wish that I would have known, like, 
how to navigate all that because I had no idea. Right. And so it, it kind of came crashing down and it really, really did come crashing down to where it was like, I don't know if I can continue doing this. And that was a point that was probably the lowest point for myself and my wife, like that we've ever been in, Sure. which was, you know, I don't know how long, four years ago or so it, it was, it was a really, really low point, like where it was like, okay, we've, we're racking up debt. Yeah. We are trying our best to cover the bills. I started like Uber driving and I yeah. would just drive until like 2 a.m. in the morning, trying to yeah. pull in as much cash as I could just to like stay afloat yeah. and just not knowing what was next. It was like, am I going to go back to corporate job, try to find a job, which at this point now I'm like, I've been out of the, uh, out of the retail world for six months. Yeah. So now is anybody even going to hire That's me? Right. They're going to be like, what, what have you been doing for six months? And you obviously can't run your own business. Why could you run? Why could you be a store manager for us? It was all the things. And so I was really scared. It was just a scary time. Like, what am I going to do? And yeah. And, and anyways, I keep going, but we eventually, you, you, you pulled it out. Right. And, and what do you, what do you think, you know, after, because listen, this is, this is for those of people listening and, and people in my groups and people who follow me and people who follow you and, and anybody really who I think has had any sort of entrepreneurial journey, we have all had those moments of like, oh man, is, is this what I'm supposed to do? Is it really going to happen? I'm freaking out. I, I don't know any entrepreneur or business owner that has come out of the gate and successfully rode that wave forever and never had a dip, right? So it, it it definitely is is a very, very common place. I think where, you know, it kind of sets the sets those that can survive apart from those that don't is what do you do with that information or how do you react to those particular points where you know it's really challenging? And obviously you were able to overcome that you were able to switch and pivot and do different things. Tell us a little bit about what that kind of aha moment was where you realized, man, I got to do something different or I got to go back and, you know, get it, get a quote unquote real job. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, you know, I think that it's easy when I say this next part, I always kind of this next part, it's like, I always feel like people are going to go, well, he sells a course and he's just pumping up courses, but (laughs) <laughs> but yeah. I'll just, it, it's my story. So I have to share it is in that time, I, there was a moment where I went back to my half mentor guy that was kind of helping me. And I was basically like, Hey man, um, what do I do? I'm in the dumps. I, I don't know what to do. I have no idea. I, should I continue this business? Should I just quit? Should I give up? You're kind of the one that got me into this. You were kind of like, Hey, start, you know, you should do this online business thing. I brought you the t-shirt business and you were like, that's a great idea. You know? So like, I wasn't laying the blame on him, but I was just like, help me. Like yeah. you kind of got me into this. Can you help me figure yeah. out what to do? And he kind of like, it was kind of, it was that aha moment. Like you said, he, he had been telling me from the beginning, he was like, you need to go get, you need to go buy a course. You need to invest in an online course. And what you need to do is you need to follow that person like a hundred percent, exactly what they tell you to do, do everything. Like do not do anything different. Just do exactly yeah. what they they tell you, and he's you know he's a big believer in in the online education all that kind of stuff. I'd been ignoring that advice because I'd been riding this wave of success. It was like right. I don't right. need a course. Am I going to go spend thousands of dollars on a course? Like you're an idiot, you know. Like, well, I'm- and would you think too, Carrie? Like with that, so just to interrupt in your your thought process because I feel like a lot of us feel like, well, we've had experience before, 
like we've done this before for someone else. Like we've led teams and we've, you know, managed million dollars and we we've hired and fired and like, okay, we don't need someone who hasn't, you know, done the same things that we've done. Tell us in a course what to do, you know, like, did you have, or is that just me? Maybe that's just me, (laughs) but I've heard this before of people like, yeah, do I really need a course? I've already been doing this or I already have experience. What are you going to tell me that I don't, you know, already know? I think for me, it was also like, I had to humble myself a lot. Like I didn't, I, and it's a lot of, it's my personality type. I didn't want anybody to know that I was driving for Uber in the middle of the night, trying to support my family. I was like scared of picking up a friend of mine in an Uber and being like, why are you driving for Uber? You know, like, and, and, and so at that point it was like, I had to humble myself to be like, I just came off of this $30,000 a month where I felt like I was a rock star. Now I'm not, I have nothing. I have no money, no, I have debt, all the things. So now, you know, like I have to humble myself and be like, okay, I'm going to listen to somebody else and they're going to tell me what to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Great. Yeah. And it it, it was hard. And that's a lot of that's my personality type. Like I said, is like, I want to, I just, I naturally have that, like, uh, I want to be successful and I want to show my success and I want to, you know, I have that gene in me. I think it's my Enneagram type. I'm an Enneagram three. My wife, (laughs) my wife's like obsessed with the Enneagram. Yep. Yep. But, um, well, and I think that's, uh, you know, I, I think that's true for a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we're doing this so that we can have that sense of pride. I think there's a lot of us that are doing this now because we want to be our own bosses and we want to live a certain lifestyle and we want to create, you know, impact and all of the buzzwords that you hear. But the reality of it sometimes is I just like to tell people like, yeah, dude, I like run a big marketing agency and I'm proud of it, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, there's absolutely. nothing wrong with that, right? I think, I think that's just human nature to a certain degree, but I, I totally hear what you're saying about having to humble yourself and just kind of get over it a little bit and no one. And that's the thing too, help. is like when I was having all that success, I, yeah, I'm telling all my friends, I'm like, I'm selling t-shirts and I'm crushing it. And they're all like, Whoa, how are you doing that? You know? And my family is like, Oh man, Carrie's over there just making all this money with t-shirts. And like, I was feeding into that. I was like, yeah, I'm the man, you know? Right. And, and, and then again, when it all cr- crumbled down, it was like, I didn't want anybody to know that my revenue was in the tank. I was like, right. I don't, right. I'll just get through this quietly. <laughs> I'll just get over here on the side. But I think the good, you know, the, the, the good part about this is like, now you've had this experience, right? You, you, you've been able to kind of come through this. You, you come on the other side of it. You're obviously being and doing success, having success now, and now you're teaching other people, right, what to do and how to do it. So you've become the teacher through your experience. And I think so mm-hmm. many of us, you know, have seen people who are having courses or coaching programs or different things where they haven't necessarily had that experience and or they're teaching it off of someone else's success and they maybe haven't gone through it. But I, I love it when people have true humble beginnings and they can say, you know what, I have gone through the struggle. I understand exactly what you're saying because I've been there, done that. Now let me help teach you on what I wish I would have known then and how to maybe keep from making some of the mistakes that I've made during that. So now you're in a process. Tell us a little bit about where you are currently today and and the programs and the things that you're doing with your your current business because it's more than just selling t-shirts at this point. Yeah, I think one of the, like one of the things that's always been in me, and again, it goes back to that 
um, leadership and entrepreneurial thing is like, I want to impact other people. I want to help other people experience what I've experienced. And I think, I'm sorry, I'm not answering your question directly, but I think that, um, I think that it, sometimes it starts, most of the time it starts with a need for, I just need to make some money. I need to pay the bills. I need to buy this thing. I need to whatever. And then it turns into, I have money. I want to give to these things and I can impact that way. That's what it was for me, especially is now I can give to my church. I can give to this outreach. I can give to Mm -hmm. this charity, whatever. And then for me, it turned into, okay, now I can make the money for myself. I can give, but then I can also teach others how to to experience what I've experienced and go through that, that arc again. And so that's where I've been on a journey for the last a little over two years. We've had a program called shirt school. That's been the core of our, of our, you know, teaching business, I guess, um, online education is, is this program called shirt school. And it's kind of a hybrid. It's, it's, uh, it's mainly, you know, an online course, a lot of video lessons, uh, but then additional tools that we've built, um, not full on software, but different tools and different things like that. Swipe files and, you know, resources for our students. And then we also have, uh, we also have, um, frequent, you know, live calls where it's support and coaching and accountability and Q and a with that, where that's one of the parts that I love is that I, I don't, I, I cannot like, I cannot just make a video course and leave somebody to their self to just figure it out. Right. Like I, I feel like that's what, when you say guru, that's what I think of. That's why I don't want to be a guru is because I think the guru is just like, how can I be disconnected and just leave you in your room by yourself to watch my videos on a laptop and not be there with you on the journey. And so I really, I just can't, I don't feel comfortable selling somebody something and not, you know, especially at the price point, certain, obviously different price points kind of dictate that, but it's like, I don't want to sell you that and then not be there to help you as you go. And so shirt school has been incredible. Um, I I don't even know what to say about it. We have, I think at this point we're, near 2000 paid students in our, in our courses. And, um, and we have, we have many, many six figure earners yearly, but then we also have some seven figure earners at this point. And, um, it's, it's just incredible. It's incredible. The money is cool to like, say like we have six figure and seven figure earners, but it's, it's, it's way cooler to see like the actual impact that that translates to, um, people leaving their jobs. And that, that's kind of one of the biggest things is like helping people, get out of the slimy day jobs that they hate and then turn this yes. into a real thing. And that just translates into that impact like we've talked about. And that's what's so fulfilling yeah. for me is seeing other people have that success. Yeah, me too. I That's one of the best parts I think about running a, a, an agency or, or having your own business is, you know, whatever your impact or whatever your purpose is, but being able to actually see that translate into other people's success for me is sort of the core of who I am is I, I love seeing my team. I love seeing my, my clients. I love seeing all of them do all of the amazing things that they have wanted to do. That to me is so, so fulfilling. So um, Shirt School is a program specifically designed for business owners that are selling, is it just t-shirts or is it any clothing apparel? Is it for anyone who, you know, are are these just getting started people or who who's the perfect audience for, for Shirt School? And, and tell us a little bit about the program, kind of some of the things that you go over in that. Yeah. So it's t-shirt apparel and print on demand sellers. That's kind of how I classify it. So if you sell t-shirts or you sell any other kind of apparel 
um, or you're you're in the print on demand space. Um, that's not to say we some of our best students are not in print on demand. They print their own stuff. So we have a lot. We have a huge portion of people who do print their own stuff, uh, which which is awesome, and I, I love that. Yeah. Um, but so shirt school is kind of the A to Z. It's it's you can be a complete beginner, and it takes you all the way through um, email marketing, uh, Facebook and Instagram ads. We have a whole separate course that kind of comes with that, um, on Facebook and Instagram ads, um, building out a, a, a Shopify store, uh, how to use print on demand, uh, and set up all that. <clears throat> um, and we have a whole module in there on organic marketing. So, you know, how to use social media and build relationships with people, connect with people, influencers, all the different things in there. So it's, it really is short school is kind of that A to Z, you know, online course, whether, whether you're coming in, we have people that come in that are like, Hey, I'm doing a thousand bucks a month. I'm trying to get to five, six, $10,000 a month. That's a great uh, person to come in. And we also have people who are just brand new. Um, and we do something called um, the five day launcher brand challenge. It's kind of become a staple of our business. It's a five day live challenge. And I, I basically go live for five days and I really honestly, I don't really market it this way, but I, I just teach the first two modules in shirt school. Like yeah. I just give that away in the challenge. And, um, and so it's the, the, the challenge is for complete beginners and it just kind of gives them a taste of, of what we teach. And then, you know, we, we give them an opportunity to get into shirt school and kind of get that full, full experience after that five day challenge. Um, and so that's, that's shirt school and shirt school is kind of the core of our business. It's yeah. the biggest thing that we do. We have some other like more basic courses and then we have also some higher end uh, coaching programs, but that shirt school is really the core of what we do. So would you say, Carrie, that people who, you know, uh, why would I be interested in the t-shirt business as, as a potential business? So, you know, a lot of the listeners here are people who are in, you know, maybe that, that initial space, or they're thinking about leaving their you know, business, they're doing the side gigs or they're doing, you know, all, all the people kind of your ideal client that you just recommended. But if somebody really hasn't thought about, you know, a particular type of business to get into, why are t-shirts sort of like an amazing opportunity for people to kind of dip their foot into this online space? I can give you my opinion, but you tell me why you, why you think this, you know, particular type, you know, particular e-com product is, is a good one to start with. Yeah. I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but, um, T-shirts are so accessible and yeah. they're so easy to get started with. I really think that it is kind of the perfect, you know, business to start if you if you don't have a ton of capital, you don't have, you know, investors or all that kind of stuff. Like starting a t-shirt business is just very low barrier to entry. Yeah. And you can so you so you can order t-shirts really easily, or you can use something like print on demand. If if anybody's not familiar with print on demand, it's basically you know, you can tap into this network of printers and you can have them print and ship your orders for you. And you, you don't actually pay until you make a sale. So it's like you can go market your stuff and then just when you make a sale, you pay for the product instead of ordering in, in bulk. And it's, yeah. it's really a game changer for for kind of the apparel space and, the, and this whole e-commerce thing because it makes it so easy. That's one reason. I think the other reason, because people hear that a lot of times and they're like, yeah, but everybody sells t-shirts like it's so saturated but for me the way that i look at it is it's not really about the t-shirt that you're selling it's about what's on the t-shirt because yeah. that determines what the the niche is if you will or or who your customer is and that's the way that you can differentiate yourself pretty yeah. easily is by what you 
put on the t-shirt. And so, um, so yeah, so that, that's why I love t-shirts. And I think that, you know, another point to the, the kind of t-shirts are saturated thing is, is, you know, the average American owns 27 t-shirts. I mean, it's like, I think I buy, I think I buy like two or three a week, you know, just yeah. because it's like, oh, it's a cool t-shirt. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. And, it, you know, the average American puts, puts on a t-shirt like every single day, even, you yeah. know, like you wear t-shirts every single day. The average American buys, buys one new clothing item per week on average. That's 52. It's like 51, actually. It's like 51 clothing items per year. It's like it, people Crazy. are always going to buy that. You know what I mean? Yes. So yes. it's not like you buy a t-shirt and then you never buy it again. You know, it's right. like I buy a vacuum. I don't buy one for five years, you know, yeah. like, Exactly. But with a t-shirt, it's just, it's such a great business to get into. Yeah. I think a lot of times we forget that, that, you know, yes, t-shirts are a saturated market, but people are buying them left and right, left and right. I mean, just go look at your own drawers. Go look at your own closet, yeah. right? Like, overflowing. All of us, we're, we're flooding out of our, of our <laughs> closets with t-shirts and things like that too. And I, I love that niching down into it. So my particular brand is a little bit more in the uh, mom and baby space specifically. And so funny, funny mom sayings and, you know, different things like that. We've kind of niched into those uh, types of things. But I know in your group, you, you've got all sorts of different types of, of oh my brands and some really funny stuff, some serious stuff, some, some athletic apparel people, some, you know, I, I mean, there, there's a wide range and it's been pretty cool to see you know, and I mean, just look around, you can see all the different types of t-shirts, branding, all sorts of things. So yeah, I would definitely say this is a space where there's plenty of room for people to play. And it's not, I don't think too oversaturated given yeah. that, you know, what you just said, as well as the fact that, you know, people are going to continuously buy t-shirts forever. I mean, it's, it's not going away. Yeah. It's not a niche that's here for, you know, a short time, a fad. Until, or, we, until we wear our robot suits every day. Right. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Well, okay. So what other pieces of advice as we kind of wrap up here? Um, what are some other maybe tidbits or pieces of advice that you might have for people trying to get into this space? And then tell us a little bit, Carrie, how we can learn more about you, where we can find you, um, you know, where we can, we'll, we'll obviously drop in the show notes uh, information about your course and your programs and all that kind of stuff. But if somebody wants to follow you, maybe on social media, tell us a little bit about that too. Yeah, I think um, the, the thing that comes to mind, you mentioned it a little bit just now, but you know, niching down is is a lot more, I think, important than ever uh, in differentiating yourself, yeah. and in in being able to stand out. You know, it's something that I teach pretty heavily, and for whatever reason, you know, I still see people that they start the general store, and it's like they just put you know all these products up, and they're just trying to sell in all these different spaces. But yeah. I think really picking something. Another thing I would say is is I always encourage to pick something that you're passionate about, like a niche or a hobby or an interest that you're passionate about. And there's like some people that are like, no, just pick what's profitable. Like that's, you know, you don't know if that's going to be profitable. But my thing is like, for me, I don't want to get out of bed in the morning and work on a business that I'm not passionate about. You know, like yeah. if I was going to go start a, a doggy brand, you know, which is like, yeah, I can make money with doggy t-shirts, but I don't have a dog and that, you know, like I like dogs, but we're not really dog people. It's like, yeah. So do I, you know, and so I think you really need something that you're passionate about, Agreed. but niching down, you know, now more than ever, like I said, like you can't, it's harder just to create a dog brand or a cat brand or whatever. Like you've got to go down into specific breeds or cross 
cross niching on your t-shirt designs and your products like you know coffee and a certain type of dog or you know yeah. those kind of things like cross niching and so i think um that's that's one of the biggest pieces of advice i would give is like think about what you're passionate about and then think about how you can go a little bit deeper yeah. you know like you said right. instead of just creating a, a a brand for parents could you just create a brand for moms or dads yeah. or single moms or dads or single moms that only have boys you know you could create a whole brand around that customer or that niche and so you know that's a, that's a big thing i think people overlook and the last thing i'd say to that is when you go out there and you create this general store and you have all of these different niches in there you're really kind of competing with the walmarts the targets of the world cuz it's like you're trying to be an everything store and the the hard kind of news is like you're probably not going to beat Amazon, right? Like you, right. you're probably not going to beat them, especially when you're small. And so, kind of puts you in that in that category. And so, I would much rather be a specialty store that that is, you know, I'm an expert in this area and this niche, and really yeah. go after that. And, and so, that would be my kind of big piece of advice. I think that's so great, and and I definitely one hundred percent, thousand percent agree with you on that. And I think that's where we have seen with ecom businesses, not just in the t-shirt or apparel space, but even just general ecom, the people, and even as an agency, I mean, we've really started to niche down into the health and beauty, health and wellness space a lot more than we ever have before because. We know that space. We've become better at it. We understand regulations. We understand what you can and cannot say. You just get better at it as well. Plus, it becomes more fun, right? If you if you are passionate about it and it's something that you really get excited about. But I think you're 100 percent right in the fact that you're not going to compete with the WalMarts and the Targets and the Amazons of the world. And so you might as well pick something that you love. You might as get you know might as well get really niche about it and get really good at it and put all your passion and attention into that niche so that you can really grow it and expand it and um, have fun with it too. Right. And, and that piece I think is, is so spot on. So for all of you that are listening that have been interested in potentially, you know, learning more about how you can get into this, I'm going to say apparel space, a t-shirt specific, but apparel space, yeah. or you're interested in learning how to start your own e-com brand, um, or you're interested in, in getting more information, get into the t-shirt shop um, class and, and follow Carrie and do all those kinds of things. You'll learn tons and tons about how to do this and how to do it well. And to learn from all of the things that Carrie just shared with us on, on what maybe not to do or what to do, those types of things. But Carrie, where can people follow you um, on social if they want to um, just reach out to you directly? Where can they find you? Yeah, the, I think the best place to start learning from us is just go over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Carrie Egler. Um, you can also go over to our website, carryegler.com. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, just at carryegler, it's K-E-R-R-Y-E-G-E-L-E-R. That's weird spelling, but. <laughs> no, awesome. We'll link everything in the show notes below. And man, this has been super good. I so appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and giving us the insights. I love having these conversations with business owners. Um, and understanding kind of what your background is and how you got to this point. I think it's so helpful for our listeners to hear and to know that there's other people that have walked the path and that are, are walking the path the same way that they are as well. So thank you so much for your time, Carrie. And thank you, for all of, all of you listening, go follow Carrie and um, take his course. It's amazing, amazing stuff. All right. Until next time. Thank you. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.